Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back to the X-Men Files, the podcast where we can't get the sound levels right. <laughs> I'm probably coming in loud and maybe a little bit distorted. And I'm probably not coming in at all. Barely audible. Okay. As usual. Um, we're, we're trying to work out the physics of this, uh, by which I mean we're finding that like Lagrange point for the microphone to sit between <laughs> like us. and One uh, centimeter from me. <laughs> actually, l- let me make a real, big, a real big bit of noise. So moving it a little bit closer to you. Oh, it's about to fall off the edge of the ottoman. There you go. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, 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 this is a disaster. This is, this is a sonic nightmare. Uh, how are you? I'm in a bad mood. You are, I was you, not going to giggle. I was thinking for sure there would be, there would be no giggling because I'm in such on a... On purpose. No, yeah. I mean, not intentionally. Yeah. Just, I didn't think that I had a, you know, but then you said, I can't remember just yeah. now you said something funny. So I giggled anyway, but... Uh, Weirdly, I'm, like, I know I'm exactly, I know exactly how you are. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had this weird kind of notion that, like, this is some, like, like actual show. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like, like, like David Letterman and Paul, Paul Schaefer. Yeah. It's like, like, David, like, hey, how you doing, Paul? How you been? You know, it's like, like, we... We live together. We spend. We spend like every waking yeah, moment. We have been uh, together, together since we woke up this morning. Exactly, and also yeah, so, every day for the past basically. It, and we're not. Years, yeah. We're not reticent about like how we feel. Um, <laughs> I, I think even on this podcast, we we talk about our bowel movements. I talk about mine. I don't, I, sorry, I didn't I do mean to not use it. Talk about my bowel movements. This on is this correct. <laughs> this is well, nor nor in life. Um, nor often. that. I mean. I, I didn't mean to use the plural pronoun. <laughs> I think what I meant to say was uh, you and I are, are fairly open and, and irrespective of how often you talk about bowel movements, um, you're not sheepish about sharing how you feel with me. I am not. No. And the way that I feel today is crappy. No, I'm sorry to hear that, That's man. Okay. All right. Well, um, we're going to see if we're, we're going to turn that frown upside, upside down. down. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that through a uh, tremendous recap. I'm going to read you the totality of the recap that I wrote. Okay. I started to write one, and then uh, you know, life intervened. Um, period. I've got a lot going. On. I do have a lot going on, mm-hmm. actually. I got a lot going on. I got grad school. I've got other stuff. You know, some other professional things that I'm, you know, kind of, kind of you know, doing. Do you all do you all know that Brian wrote a book? I wrote well, but but that would that's past tense. I know, but I'm just saying, if you don't know that Brian wrote a book, you should know that he I wrote, wrote a book. One. He wrote one, and now it's a book. It's. I, have I think you we... written a book? You probably haven't, because uh, Brian has. He's written a okay. Book. Let's not let's not like weaponize that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm 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 happy that I did that. Um, I think we actually have mentioned that on on the podcast yeah, before. Probably. It is uh it, it is a subject that not impossible that it'll be of interest to our listeners, but um unlikely. E- well, you know, the Venn diagram for programming statisticians and Bronze Age comic book fans, it's its not just me. <laughs> it's bigger than just you. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm... a handful of other people in there. I, I'm, like, taking a great big bath in that intersection <laughs> of the Venn diagram. But, like, you know, I'm not alone. No, I'm Although sure Although now the metaphor feels weird. Other people in this bathtub <laughs> with me. 
you are bathing together with a whole bunch of comic book loving statisticians. Yeah, that feels weird. Okay, um, warm, warm water. Nice warm. Uh, why is it warm? It's even <laughs> like grosser. It's actually like grosser. human temperature. It's grosser when it's warm because exactly. it's like warm implies that you're all naked somehow. Whereas like if well, it what was if somebody like pee. If it was like if it, well no not I didn't I didnn't go there. I just thought that if that's it was where my warm, brain went. No, about your brain. I just thought if it was warm, it sort of implied a bath, and you're naked in a bath. Whereas if it was a pool, you could all be like swimming together at a exactly. pool party. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. For, well, I said bath. I yeah. said I'm taking a big bath in yeah. that Venn diagram. Um, Gross. Oh gosh. All right. And now, now I just thought about the recurring dream that I described uh, to you the other day. By the way, last night once again. <laughs> here's the thing: we're not going to talk about what that recurring dream is because <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Brian's and, been having a weird recurring dream. And this is what my... talk about. Exactly. Um, if you know me, or even if you don't, actually, if you want to know what that recurring dream is, Cerebro at xmenfiles.com, <laughs> I will 100% tell you what it is via email, but not on this podcast. Uh, it's gross, and this is what my subconscious does to me. It tortures me with really pretty fucked up... Yeah, pretty fucked <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's, yeah and uh, last night, again, mm, again. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um... Okay, there was a tangent in there somewhere. Oh, oh I wrote a book. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, you, you care. You care because yeah. you love me, and 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 that's 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 awesome. Okay, issue one seventy five. Flames erupting. Earth lightning. Bamps. Dragons and a flying phoenix grace the cover of this week's issue. After a talky romantic interlude, we are back in action. We open on the X Men using their powers to remove a diseased tree. This bit of harmless fun is broken up by the appearance of a ginormous flaming bird who drops Cyclops to the ground. He informs them that Dark Phoenix has returned, and the Professor summons them to the study. They're all in costume now, including Storm and Kitty, because, yes, those are their new superhero outfits. (laughs) Xavier tries to contact Phoenix and gets a massive dose of electroshock therapy instead. And that was as far as I got um, after, like, three, four minutes of typing, and then something intervened. Okay, do you want to do the rest of it sort of uh, yeah. live and yeah. slowly? Yeah, okay, okay. it'll go. be real great when I do it live. <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> uh, 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 Nightcrawler bamps him to the infirmary. Right. Wolverine says something. Uh, we get a closer look at Kitty's new all-80s um, aerobics-themed outfit. Right. Uh, and uh, Cyclops has Dark Phoenix emerge from him. Right. Awesome, awesome font, awesome bit of a lettering on page eight. Page eight. Okay. Uh, Phoenix starts to do some shit and they fight her. Everybody fights. This is riveting. Yeah. (laughs) She's like a real badass. No, 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 no. My, My recap. No, I know. The, I know the what comic is riveting. No, I know. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I know you meant your recap. <laughs> My recap sucks. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Phoenix hits Lockheed, and uh, that ain't cool. Yep. He's just a tiny dragon. Then she fucks off. Right. After throwing Rogue, uh, Wolverine exercises the better part of Valor. He does. And does he not, does. Yep. Uh, you know, d- d- does not have a go at her. And then they go, oh, oh, they go to not the danger room, but like some weird big communications pod. No, where, first, the, oh, yeah, okay, where yeah. they're trying to reach Corsair. Exactly. Yeah. And Corsair blows up. Yeah. 
Uh, we're on page 12 of 40 now. <laughs> so if y'all need to get a snack, now would be a good time. <laughs> or, you know, if y'all want to do something else <laughs> for like the next five minutes or something like that, it'll take us about that long until yeah. I uh, drive the stake through the heart of this uh, right. of this experiment. They call the Avengers. They call the Avengers and the Avengers die. The Avengers die. New York is destroyed. New York is destroyed. Very sad. Pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah, it was man. pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. I actually wrote, I was like... <laughs> Captain America! Exclamation point. No! <laughs> <laughs> did you? Oh, wow. I think I did. I, I also love that on the video call, Avengers Mansion, Captain America speaking. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, yeah. So, so Captain America, no! New, New York. York, holy, holy shit! shit. <laughs> okay, you, well, you did. Okay, you're, you're really you're really on board. Um, so, quick aside, uh because heaven knows we, we yeah, need to say every captain captain america's turn to man the man the phone well, well, but also maybe in 1982 or three when this came out like okay fine you know video calls were not that common mm-hmm. super common now yeah um I, I did a lot of audio calls uh like three years ago or something like that just sort of before the you know the you know the pandemic induced mm-hmm, uh, zoom sure. revolution um, and so people would uh, identify themselves before they said, hi, hi this is uh, Joe and blah, blah, blah. I just want to yeah. say blah, blah. That has carried over into a lot of the video calls that I do. Yeah. So you can see somebody, you see them, and I recognize them by sight because yeah. you, you know, everybody does because like, it's it's the same committee, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know what you look like now. And also like your name is at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> people are still doing that. Uh, like, like oh, This is Joe speaking. I would just like to... We, we know Joe. <laughs> we have so. a child in our class who yeah. introduces herself it's it's march right yeah. we've been doing this since the end of august she introduces herself every day but, <laughs> it's so sweet but we're, we're, right you're yeah. talking about kindergartners yeah, yeah. and like that, that that's really adorable yeah, i'm talking really, about no i mean it's like 40 year old <laughs> grown men uh, yeah. men women but yeah. um 40 year old professional people and apparently captain america avengers mansion captain oh, america captain speaking, america speaking? Yeah. if you'd like to speak to iron man please press four <laughs> If you'd like, me, if you'd you like just... me to, if you'd like me to repeat these options, why don't you just tell me who you want to talk to? <laughs> okay, all right. So New York, uh, New York uh, explodes. Uh, Nightcrawler, the uh, de facto medic, is having a look at Cyclops, uh, and Cyclops leaves his body. Yeah, he uh, he goes all astral and ethereal, and he goes on a, a weird, very very brief vision quest. Yeah. Sees his mother. Yeah, he sees his mother. And figures yeah. out that it's not time for him to yet die. I'm, I'm torn about you know, whether I should say something inappropriate about Scott's mother. Okay. You do not need to say anything I don't need to. I don't need to now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what I'm thinking. You do okay. not. Yeah, all right. Uh, hey, I'm gross. <laughs> and so... So Cy- he wakes up. Yeah, okay, yeah Cyclops ahead. does a lot of thinking. He runs left, then he runs right, and he forms a plan. Um... Plan a little bit confounded by the fact that when he sees the other X-Men, they all start attacking him because they think that he's Dark Phoenix. Correct. What? He, he figures out he figures out the trickery. Yep. Yeah, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, he proceeds to rather handily battle against the rest of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. He battles and he battles. Yeah, Kitty he... shoves him off of uh, the, uh, the landing. Yeah, battle some more. And they... F- <laughs> they float <laughs> into the uh, the danger room. Uh, don't let the name fool you. It's not really a room. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. Brought to you by Ooh, the, Simpsons. the Simpsons. And so 
uh, Cyclops uh, falls into some airbag. He electrocutes Nightcrawler. A lot of electrocution happening yes. <laughs> uh, this issue. Or just at least two. I and mean, I'm sure that Storm will electrocute someone as well. Uh, Danger Room goes full um, on... Oh, gosh. What's the name of it? This is great. Should we just stop and start over? <laughs> no, no, it's we're already we're already like about twelve minutes into this. Uh, we have to write it out. The room in Star Trek with the um oh, the, the holodeck. There the we holodeck. go. The holodeck. <laughs> um, although this predates the holodeck. Yeah. But basically, the danger room goes full holodeck. Um, okay. And there's more fighting. There's the, yeah, fighting. the Savage Land. We see that Madeline is somewhere. Uh, and she sees Jason Weingart, a.k.a. Mastermind. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> I, 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 I interrupt those like, like by laughing, but I, I love it when you do that. I, oh, boy. Okay. And so uh, he explains his evil plan to her. Uh, we've already connected the dots, right. but just yeah, in well, case, you know, for the Scott has for yeah, us, yeah, w- 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 right. And even if he had, yeah. like at this point, as soon as you see Mastermind, like okay, it all falls into place right. and, because we've been foreshadowing this for ages. But for all the people in the back of the class, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, then Mastermind makes out with Madeline. Another another one of those of those situations where like. Uh, some woman wakes up and she's like in different clothes, and then you have right. to like consider like did he, did he magic her into new clothes or did he yeah. change her clothes? Is like that's ew. Yeah, it's gross. But it's also gross. like heavy physical work, like dressing a person who's unconscious yeah. in like a latex superhero <laughs> costume feels like yeah, it would yeah. be a lot of challenging work. Two two thoughts uh, immediately there. Um, one, have you ever tried to? Uh, Apart We're a from our children, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, that was the second of the right. two songs. Um, not, like, like a semi-full-grown person, have you ever tried to uh, dress or undress them while they're unconscious? No. Okay, I don't think I have either. Children, yes, because like if they're asleep or whatever, like, yeah. like getting them into and out of uh, yeah. into and out of stuff. But, but that's yeah. that's just pretty standard, and it's like way different. Than, yeah. You know, having no, a sleeping, I mean even uh, yeah, up. getting undressing a sleeping child, even in the you know nominal sense to get them into bed is like not to put them to bed sleeping time. Put them to bed. Yeah, is uh, is hard. You didn't say yeah. put them to sleep, did you? No, no. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, we have two children. We have uh, not euthanized either of them. <laughs> not yet. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. It's that not funny. And okay. It's cheap and it's easy. No, the second thought that I had, um, gosh, uh, Olivia Munn is the actress. She plays a character called Psylocke in uh, Days of Future Past, the yep. film Days of Future Past. So Psylocke had an outfit that was pretty modest uh, when, when she first appeared. I mean, she, she could have like walked the streets of mm-hmm. uh, of Kuala Lumpur <laughs> uh, in, in this outfit. Um, then they put her in this just like really tarty, uh, mm-hmm. like 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 leggy titsy outfit. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Olivia Munn, she's got that outfit on, right? Um, and she describes like, getting into the outfit. Like she had to, so part of the outfit is she's basically it's like thigh high latex. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she said, like, I, so she said, to get into that, I had to put Vaseline Not on my, my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, Olivia Munn's pretty easy on the eyes. And uh, look, I'm not made of stone. So, like, the outfit looks all right. But as soon as you do that, I was like, 
You know what? Not worth it, actually. That's, that's, um, <laughs> sounds oily. It, it, it sound, and also, like, why? Um, <laughs> we don't need to go that far. Right, let's just put on uh, some boots and carry on. It, it, right. Yeah. What, what's wrong with some thigh-high boots? <laughs> <laughs> why? It's, it's over-egging what's, it a little. What's wrong with a little kiss? What's wrong with a little kiss? <laughs> uh, okay. That remark brought to you by uh, John Cleese and yeah. Monty Python. Okay, Scott, run through the jungle! Um, and that just made me think of that Creedence song. Um, <laughs> Creedence Clearwater, better run through the jungle. Yep, no, I got it. Okay, great. The Mastermind sort of extemporaneouses us. Uh, oh, wait, we, you're already over to Mastermind? What page are you on? We were just there with with Page Madeline. 24? Yeah, no, I'm on page 23. I'm on pa- I'm, I'm way ahead of you, baby. I'm saying, he explains his why he's doing all this for those of us that weren't there yeah. at Scott, the beginning. Scott, better run through the jungle, don't look back. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on page 25. You're moving ahead at a rapid pace. Right, but I want to get through this ridiculous recap because okay. doing it extemporaneously is like 40 a, minutes a terrible. Exactly. I'm trying to, you know. All right, he's in the jungle. Let's run through the jungle and don't look back. Jungle. Uh, Bougemois. That's not Bougemois, is it? Uh, when Cyclops falls into quicksand. What, what is that Russian thing? Bougemois? Bougemois. Yeah, my God, my goodness. Bougemois. Yeah. Bougemois. <laughs> and then Cyclops is running towards the exit, which looks like a cave. Um, he dodges a lightning bolt and uh, zaps Aurora. He also, he also does like a weird co-branding thing with the, the Wizard of Oz, which is bizarre. Uh, not that bizarre. Um, Poppies and Wizard of Oz. Not really. Um, we'll come back to that because I, okay. I desperately want to get through this recap. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm being. I, not only the listeners are being tortured by this recap. Uh, really, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's okay. let's let's uh, cut I'm our not losses say here. Anything else until you finish? Rogue. Uh, oh, okay. Rogue is unconscious because of uh, the the drugs and the flowers brought to you by L. Frank Baum, mm. the estate of L. Frank Baum. <laughs> um, Cyclops puts Rogue onto uh, a chair, gives a little bit of amyl nitrate, I think. <laughs> Um, so that she can absorb Xavier's memories and figure out what the heck is going on. And Wolverine, Cyclops, and Storm enter. They have a quick chat with Dark Phoenix and discover that that uh, is not actually who is there. Uh, Mastermind, one last attempt to convince people that Dark Phoenix has returned. Right. Shoots Cyclops in the arm. Uh, there's a lot of rain. There is. There's a lot of rain. <laughs> okay, carry on. Yes. Rain. When I have the time and patience to sit down and write, I can write a book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brian little... did write a book. In case I we haven't talked about that. Yet. Like somebody published it. You can pay money for it. You got to pay 60 bucks for that bad boy. All right, so there's right. rain. And, uh, okay, Mastermind is uh, rained on. <laughs> Madeline is there. Uh, Cyclops uh, smooshy smooshes her and it's all over. They've won. Uh, but we're not over yet. We've actually got a few pages left. Yep. Uh, Scott visits Jean Grey's grave and they got the big tent outside of Xavier Mansion. Everybody's there. Uh, we get a nice uh, a nice nod to the Silver Age X-Men. Like Beast is there. Uh, Angel is there. Oh, Scott's grandparents, Corsair is there, 
Uh, Kitty is a bridesmaid, mm-hmm. her maid of honor, actually, because Madeline doesn't have any other friends um, <laughs> that we know of. In New York, yeah. She'd fly, I mean, she's a pilot. She'd Fair. fly okay. them there. Uh, okay, uh, Wolverine, understandably a little, you know, yeah, a little well, bit out of shape about this. Okay. I like that Wolverine. Better luck this time, kid. Sad face is, like, angry. Like, he's not just, he's, like, pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, fear and uh, rather, rather um, um, sadness and, and anger. Um, and then we got like wedding vows. Yep. <laughs> wedding vows on page thirty-eight. Kitty looking back at Cyclops, a little early to be thinking about <laughs> advancing the relationship in that way. Yep. Uh, Banshee is there with Moira McTaggart. I can't remember if they're married at this point. I don't think that they are. Uh, also, Kitty wears a headband as a maid of honor. It was it was the eighties. Holy cow! Yeah, we've got. <laughs> it was a we've, very weird time for fashion. We're gonna have to. I, I, yeah, we're gonna have to spend a little bit of time about that. Wolverine's still pissed off. Uh, Carol Danvers is there, um, feeling a little emotionally. I wasn't actually one hundred percent sure who that was supposed to be. To be honest, and I'm pretty sure it's meant to be Carol. Yeah, Carol Danvers, and then we close off with uh, wait, wait, three hundred forty. Oh, then we got the letters column on page four. Yeah, then we okay, got Xavier answering letters. Yeah. Um, ooh, one of the letters we should talk about. Okay, so that was that. <laughs> thanks for thanks hanging, for thanks for putting up with that. Hanging folks. tough with us, people. Yeah. That didn't take as long. It, it felt like that took forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, and, <laughs> so that was, and we're done. That Thank was you the for longest, listening. The yeah. longest fifteen minutes of my life. That's when I start doing that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, but we're not going to do that. What 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 do we what do we think here? So. Uh oh. I've got a couple of notes, but okay, great. All right. So when I first read it. Yeah. You read it twice. Yeah, that's... No, I only read it once. So okay. when I read it. <laughs> uh-huh. I reread it again just now as you were. Going oh, rereading it. it. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, so yeah, when I read it, like I didn't, I don't know, somehow it didn't, it didn't connect for me as okay. much. Um, huh. as some of the other ones that we've that we've talked about, yeah. maybe sometimes I feel like the double issues are a little like they have a little more filler of like okay. fighting. Yeah. Then and you know we we all know that that's that stuff is not my favorite. Right. Um, but then I read the the section about it in your the best he is at what the best there is at what he the, the Jason Powell book. Yeah. Um, and that made me a like it more. Okay. But b also wonder like <laughs> feel like, like instead of listening to this podcast everyone should just read that book because it has insights oh, definitely. Definitely. that are like <laughs> way beyond <laughs> anything yeah. that the oh sorry i'm happens. sorry that was my fault i'm sorry anything that the two of us could sort of uh 100%. weave together yeah. like the thing about rear window what the fuck? Like, I didn't... Rear window. Yeah, I think maybe it was in the, the past one, like... Rear window or, or, or vertigo? Vertigo, maybe vertigo. Oh, yeah, 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 vertigo. Yeah, like, I, in a million, million years, yeah. I could not have come up with that. I don't know. I didn't like vertigo. Um, have you seen vertigo? I have seen it. Saw it as a kid, and I saw it, like, as an adolescent, maybe... I, I can't remember how many times I've seen it, like, like two or three times. I didn't like Vertigo. I've only seen it once. That's a bummer. I don't really remember. I mean, she falls out of the thing, right? Does anything else happen? She falls out of the thing. Doesn't someone fall from a high place? You're describing uh, uh, Rockabye Baby is weird. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so 
Anyway, no. sorry. So back instead to of, back in, to Jason Powell. Instead of listening to us talk about nonsense, what you should really do is get yourself a copy of that book. Yes. And read it. It is much more engaging and interesting than we are. Sure. But yes. since you're here with us, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. So, so, so you read Jason Powell's notes about the issue and that improved it a bit for you? It did. Okay. Somehow. Cool. Like just reading about like how... Um, resourceful Scott was and, yeah. you know, fair. Like, that's, you know, usually I, I Scott's not my favorite character. Yeah. I find that he reacts to everything with sort of a weird, petulant um, kind of anger this is that annoys Cyclops. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, his, you know, his having... Fig- and then, like, finding out as he's going through all the steps that he, like, before he did this, he had actually gone into the the workout, whatever the thing is called. The, the danger room. The danger room. <laughs> the workout, the workout room. room yeah, the yeah. gym. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... And had pre-programmed, like, you know, that he had actually been thinking about this and kind of running around to, like, yeah. craft a plan and put it into action. That was like, okay, that was cool. That was, you yeah. know, I hadn't really thought about it that right. way when I first read it, but it yeah. was cool. Um, I I love this issue. I loved it when I read it as a kid. I, I loved it again, reading it. Yeah. Um, the action in comparison, there have been a few issues where the action just did nothing for us. This one for me is one where very little of it is is wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely, the only bit that felt like filler to me, I think the wedding scene was like one page extra, mm-hmm. where they're like showing everybody and they're reading the vows. Like that didn't do anything for me. Yeah, that felt like a little bit superfluous. Yeah, and you could tell like you've got like the full page thing um, at the end. It's like okay, we need to bring this in at 40, 40 pages. <laughs> Claremont says, "Like, like I gotta, I can give you thirty-seven, and then you're gonna have to meet me halfway for the rest of it." Yeah. Um, but the rest of it was was really fantastic. Um, love that. Again, this is peak Cyclops, and the way that that comes across narratively is that Cyclops is so aware of his teammates that he can defeat them. Without hurting them, yeah, and maybe because like I don't, I don't feel like I mean he he's sort of not been around for the time right. that I've been reading, so like yeah. maybe that I don't feel like I have a relationship with him. Like it didn't where like where he figured out that it was really mastermind and like the connections that he made to get yeah. there did like that felt a little bit contrived to me. Okay, like after the out of body experience with his chesty yeah. mother and all that, you know, <laughs> chesty <laughs> whatever. Okay. Um, but whatever, like that's, you know, to some extent, I guess I, I can't, they have to have a way to move the narrative forward. So in this case, the way that they moved it forward was that he had this like click light bulb moment that hold yeah. on, it's not really Phoenix and whatever. Yeah. And I Actually, the thing with his mother, I need to look at that again. That, that, that might've been about a page of filler. That was about a page of filler. Yeah. yeah. The only, the, the, there's probably something else working there. Um, I've not, I've not given it any more than a superficial bit yeah. of thought. Yeah. Jason Powell would set me straight. He that. would, if you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, just go read that book about every yeah, issue. Yeah, we get it, we get it, we get it. But they're still <laughs> listening, okay? So let's just carry on. Are they? Yeah. Right. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I loved is this is the 20th anniversary of the X-Men, right. more or less. X-Men began, I think, in uh, 63 uh, sometime. Um this was kind of the best way to uh, celebrate the legacy of the Silver Age X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we mentioned last week, I, you know, one of the projects that I have successfully completed so far in 2021 
<laughs> was reading all of the Silver Age yes. X-Men. All 66 issues. Oh, my God. Some of them, not good. <laughs> uh, and, you know, some of them just, like, really show their age. Uh, but reading this is just a fantastic nod because yeah. you've got Cyclops as the center of, of the narrative and it's trading on his experience and everything that he has uh, learned as leader of the X-Men. Also, you've got a villain who first showed up in like X-Men, it's like issue three, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so one of the kind of OG <laughs> X-Men villains. Actually written down at one yeah. point, he says, I am a villain. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, exactly. Do People... villains self-identify as villains? <laughs> right, right. Um, okay. And then you you have because the wedding is there you have an opportunity to to nod to uh some of the other team members like mm-hmm. like like beast and and uh and angel and iceman uh and jean gray yeah. like she's <laughs> she's at the center of right, this right. uh so so that's something where a lot of the resonance comes from the familiarity that i bring to the issue right I think it stands alone, you know, apart from that. Right. But um, here's what I want to say. I don't like it when that familiarity is a requirement. Right. Um, I love it if that familiarity uh, means you, you get bonus stuff. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, to yeah. me, I mean, I knew that there were people in on the... Oh, hold on. Yeah. On those last pages that maybe had more of a significant, you know... But it didn't really feel like, who, who the fuck are all these people? Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, you could kind of ask that because, like, the number of friends that the X-Men have, like, they don't have a lot. There's no way they can fill that tent with people who know, like, who they are. Yeah. I mean, the grandparents yeah. identify themselves. Grandparents, sure, yeah. yeah. Everybody else, like, okay, yeah. Moira, I guess if I had looked carefully, I would have drawn the conclusion that that's Moira. Right. Wolverine. Saying, have you even seen more? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, Wolverine. I'm assuming that 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 Nightcrawler is sitting next to his girlfriend. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, Peter and Kitty. That's obvious. Yeah. Uh, like they're not. Beast was there. He's the blue guy, right? The other. Yes, Beast is the blue guy. The and, other blue um, guy. The hair color on this, I think, is not going to be quite right. Um, but, but I'm pretty sure that that's meant to to be. Um, Iceman and uh, an angel, Warren Worthington and uh, Bobby. Are Mc- talking to uh, yeah. The hell's Bobby's last name? Bobby the I- Bobby Ice Bob Iceman. Um, yeah, I think the hair color might be off. That happens from time to time. Who are all of the other people there? Who knows, man? Yeah, I mean whatever. But it yeah. didn't. I didn't feel like I was, you know, being left out of anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Although weirdly, um, when she comes down the aisle, she's got. Her hair's wrong. Her hair's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and Powell Powell notes that. that that happens from time to time. Yeah, which is why I say like like the uh, the hair for um, Iceman and and, and and Angel. I want to say that like like they fucked up the hair. Mm. I want to say they're both kind of blondes or brown hair or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe wrong about that. Um, despite having read sixty six goddamn issues, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember. Um, it's headbands all around. Let's talk about the headbands because uh, Corsair on uh, page thirty-seven. Well, of course he's wearing a headband. Yeah. He's got a bow tie and a headband. Um, <laughs> Kitty's got looks a headband. amazing. Kitty's got a headband. Um, Is that it? Or are there other? Those are the only two that we need, <laughs> man. 
Um, just so, so 80s. I, did I mention seeing uh, The Running Man last week? Yes. Okay. Oh, did you mention it? In the, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Or, we well, talked about it extensively on we, a walk. We absolutely need <laughs> to document this because that, that's what this podcast is all about. Yep. Um, trying to remember like when the 80s happened and when stuff happened uh, is just a big jumble because you know, once we can identify cultural artifacts and tropes and, 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 and whatever in like the 80s, we're going to just say, okay, it began in 1980 and it ended in 1989. And it was like sort of a smooth thing or right. like it peaked in this year, that year or like whatever. Um, Running Man, watching that, it's the most fucking 80s thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the the set design, the costumes, the, 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 the writing, all of it. When did it actually come out? 87. Okay. 87. And I find this kind of again and again that like – because it, when I say the 80s, you know, what am I referring to right. uh, from a standpoint of like like costume design and set design? I think I'm referring to The Running Man. Other stuff, that would have begun in like 1978. Right. Yeah. Um, and so just you know, kind of trying to put a pin on it. So Kitty's outfit, uh, like her, her superhero, co- like the headband. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like at the wedding. But also her, uh, like her jazzercise yeah. outfit <laughs> that scans emphatically as 80s. Right. But when did it begin? When did it, yeah, early like, how did it yeah. morph? Yeah. Um, because the, the outfits in The Running Man, very similar too. And it was like 87. Right. So as I'm watching The Running Man, I think like, okay, this must have come out in 84. Right. Because right. like 84 is my kind of kind of my hinge uh, year for all things 80s. Right. Okay. Like, that's when Ghostbusters came out. I don't know if that that's that that's warranted right. or not. Scientifically proven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you're mocking me. Not. Um, all right. So I, I'm, I'm trying to add words to uh, to build up a point that isn't all that profound. Uh, bottom line, we don't really know when the 80s happened. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s happened more from like 1978. You're, 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 to... you're absolutely contravening my the totality of my point. We don't know when the 80s happened. Go, no, no, go, go ahead and make your. No, point. I don't know because I mean my my. Kid, like... Put differently, do you realize that you're that you're disagreeing with me? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we don't know when the 80s happened. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would. I'm sure that somebody has done this, but I would love to. Uh, kind of catalog all of the anachronisms in something like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're living we're living in peak eighties nostalgia. We are, yeah, living through that. Um, like like Super Eight, which we watched last weekend. I think that's that takes place in nineteen seventy nine. Yes, and I want to say they were deliberate about being seventy nine because they said like like okay, it's not really eighties, <laughs> <laughs> right? We want it to be like close but not quite on the eighties. Stranger Things, I, I, I'm sure that somebody's done this, but I'd love to go through and just kind of like catalog all the anachronisms uh, because they definitely want to get like like 80s shit. And you know, the big stuff, clearly they're going to get. Right, right. Right. Like Ghostbusters came out in 84. Um, Back to the Future came out in 85. Right. I think the first season of Stranger Things was what, like 80s? supposed to be 82? I don't Can't think so. All right. The internet, I'm sure. Does. I want to say it was like 83, 84, 85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I can't remember when Rambo came out, but uh, Rambo would have been a, a pretty sure Rambo would have been a, a cultural uh, known mm-hmm. uh, in like 1985. Hmm. Yeah. 
All right, the letters. Did you want? You said there was a letter that you wanted to I talk d- about. I do, yeah. I, I love to... the letters. I'm always so so <laughs> happy when I turn that last page and there are letters. And I'm way too fucking lazy to read the letters. You don't read the letters. <laughs> you know. No, like, you got to read the letters because the letters are like. Yeah. They're awesome because like, it's one thing to think enough about this that you have a podcast about it, but apparently like it feels like a much even more of an emotional investment to like write a letter to the thing to tell the 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 writers yeah. that you think that the characters are like they're making mistakes <laughs> or like Oh, I I wrote a couple of letters. You're concerned about them? Yeah. Did, 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 I wrote a couple of letters you, to Marvel Comics. Did they ever get published? No, 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 they did. <laughs> did not. you get answers? No. Did you get a a, a signed picture no and get anything you making it sound like a real big disappointment no i was happy to write the letters (laughs) man um my brother got a an autographed picture autographed by i'm sure it's like some intern an autographed picture of jimmy carter yeah you told me that yeah i don't know that he still has that god i would have hung on i mean i would have hung on to that thing (laughs) he wrote the president a couple of times and um uh the first time he got back like some kind of form letter right you know our administration is working to help young like people the like you like form the next generation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You want to check the time? Yeah, well, I'm not going to remember. So about 36 minutes, I'll need to edit something. Yes, our daughter sent uh, a letter to uh, to President Trump. Yeah, uh, form letter back. Which is, I mean, that's like the least offensive thing that that man has ever done <laughs> for me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's exactly what it, I mean. Like, like Jimmy Carter sent. Um, I, I know when it is. I know what it is. You don't need to look at that thing. Uh, you know, Jimmy Carter sent my brother back uh, something. And um, yeah, all right. Uh, what did you write letters about? Do you remember? The one that I remember, uh, there were two that I sent. And this is just, just just how young I was. So I read the Fantastic Four, and I wrote a letter, and I said, "When Mister Fantastic stretches, uh, does he like suddenly acquire more blood to accommodate like all the extra space?" <laughs> Because uh, I was curious about that. Um, I, I had not... It's weird. I mean, I, I, the amount of willing suspension of disbelief that I had right. <laughs> came with a like, like, like a side dose of <laughs> rationality. Um, like, how does this one thing work exactly? Yeah, yeah which is weird because... I, and, and maybe the way that that uh, kind of all aggregates is that I accept all of this stuff as... I mean, yes, it's fantasy, but plausible fantasy. Right. It has to be yeah. consistent within its right, own universe. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Whereas now I'm like, none of this shit. Makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like this shit is whack. <laughs> um, it just doesn't crazy thing after another. Right. Yeah. And then the other one I wrote, uh, the fantastic four, they had like a 20th anniversary issue with issue number two thirty six. Mm hmm. And I said, if they've been coming up monthly, then the 20th anniversary ought to be issue 240. <laughs> but I hadn't really, they were actually bi-monthly uh, at first. And so like. I love, I love little you so much. <laughs> you, you, you math that. And, uh, well, I know I was just confused. They're like 236. Like, wait a minute. That's not a multiple of 12. <laughs> well, I suppose, I guess I did math that. Yeah, right, you did. Little, little um, Brian mathed it and it didn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah. he had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Right. The the only letter that I wanted to say was um oh no no never mind actually so I thought that this was um more of a thing about Storm um in X Men number one sixty eight the elements rejected her why she's the only one I li- she's the only one I liked out of the bunch of them please please let the elements accept her okay 
And then we get Professor Xavier uh, responding to that. Okay. Actually, I, I thought that that was uh, someone who was, um, uh, what is it, uh, uh, upset about Storm's or Aurora's um, trans. <sighs> the hell am i trying to say <laughs> okay thanks um, for listening over, over to you <laughs> easy you got anything got anything else you want to smash on the floor there um i don't i've also like five it, more minutes i want to hear i want to hear more stuff from you somehow the ottoman is too close to me today because i i've hit the ottoman at least a half a dozen times don't jostle the ottoman my, <laughs> i think i just jostled the ottoman my hands oh. i'd written down let's see uh, yeah, it's funny. Like you say, twenty years, twenty years, eighty three, sixty three. Like that all makes perfect sense. But somehow the the cultural difference between and I know actually yeah. very little about this, but like the cultural difference between sixty three and eighty three seems holy Toledo massive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just a completely different time right. that they right. were that they were writing in. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I wrote down that um, there's less of a gap between the start of the X Men and this issue than there is between this issue and now we're like 40 years practically, you know, give or take from when this issue came out. Um, there's less of a gap at, between the start and the issue. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more of a gap. You mean 1983 is closer to 1963 than it is to 2021. Yes. Yes. And again with the math, but um, <laughs> possibly because I've lived through it. Like I, I know that there are significant cultural changes the time period that I'm in now, probably because I've lived through it, doesn't feel all that different right. than yes. 83 would exactly. to 63. Yeah. I mean, what have we got? Um, uh, toler- tolerance, acceptance of homosexuality is pretty mainstream now. Mm-hmm. Would not have been in 83. Right. Um, I mean, really, if I try to talk about how similar it is, what I'm going to look at are all of the... Uh, ways that society has made only kind of halting progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, like these, these st- things yeah. still suck. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, African American president. Uh, that's not nothing. African American vice president. Not nothing. Female vice president. Yeah. That's not nothing. Um, vice president Kamala Harris still not tired of saying that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So eighty three and yeah. two thousand twenty one. Okay. Eighty three to sixty three feel. Yes, I think. 63 to 83. I think partially yeah. because I've lived through the other one. Exactly. It just doesn't feel yeah. as like, you know, but when I think about this, the 60s in sort of air quotes and then the 80s, it just feels yeah. like very, very different times. Right, right. Um, and when in fact, not that different. Probably not that different for yeah. someone who had lived through it. Right, right. Um, what else did I write down? More superficially, Wolverine is drinking a beer while they're... Was he? Yeah, while they're cutting down the tree. He's got a beer in his hand that always charmed me. Um, oh, he is. <laughs> and, and, and look at the um, the uh, like the neckerchief that he's got on. He's got he, Wolverine. Apart from the beer and the uh, the a very a very Freddie Mercury kind of a kind of a thing <laughs> happening there. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to that. I I didn't notice it until just now. <laughs> but uh yeah, the neckerchief. And 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 instantly I'm very sorry for <laughs> seeing the neckerchief and then saying that that's a kind of a totem of uh, uh, uh you know, a particular life. He just looked very very lumberjacky in that in that uh, But the neckerchief. I mean that's is that Don't lumberjack. I don't know. I don't know either, man. Mm. Actually. All right. All right. So 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 the neckerchief as um as as an ambiguous fashion symbol, 
Uh, yeah, we, we, we're already on record to say, like, I, I, don't, I barely understand how clothes work. Uh, and yet I know when things look odd, like Kitty's outfit. Uh, it's just weird, <laughs> weird. It's, it's not weird. It, it, it's very dated. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it looked not at all abnormal uh, when this comic came out. Yeah. Did I even think what else do I want to say? Oh, page two. Um, possibly other pages, but certainly yeah. page two. Uh, very nice Neil Adams-ish design there. Uh, Neil Adams. Uh, Neil Adams is the best bit of Silver Age mm-hmm, X Men, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm hardly original in in, in saying that. Um, his art is amazing, and it is astonishing what a dynamic artist like Neil Adams will do to elevate the material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Roy Thomas is doing a lot of the writing. And Roy Thomas is like kind of a mixed bag. Sometimes he was all right. Sometimes, you know, maybe a little bit less so. Uh, when you've got a writer and an artist, uh, they can elevate each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you could tell like like Jim Steranko did a couple of issues. And like the issue right before uh, Steranko hops in is like pretty, pretty rote. Yeah, the X-Men are, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right, they're battling something. But then like the Steranko issue comes in and like, holy cow, this is... <laughs> This is gripping stuff, yeah. and um, it, and like the writing steps up to match it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ditto Neil Adams, and then uh, you know, forgive me, like Don Heck, but a <laughs> little more, you know, paint by number. Yeah. morning sky looks so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the art on page. Um... Oh, did we? Oh, yeah. Where they call, like, where they're looking at Corsair's thing uh, exploding. Oh, that, yeah. And, and they're just, like, illuminated by the, yeah, page yeah, 12. page 12. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I wrote that down. Uh, speaking of artists, uh, this is uh, uh, Farewell to Paul Smith. Yes. And also, Paul Smith did not draw all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Romita Jr. steps in. Very smooth, I, I think. The the art is pretty consistent. Like, I, by the time that I'm done with it, I'm like, wait, things look different, but it's actually very, very smooth. And, and as I'm watching it, like I, I did not notice. Yeah. I would not have noticed. Um, and I'm flipping through it now. And like, like when I know that it's coming. Okay. Yeah. Cause it starts on, I think like page 36 is when, um, or maybe, maybe 35. But I'm not whatever. as much of a noticer of art, the art as you are, yeah. like in terms of different styles like i yeah. mean i know when i see something that looks cool but yeah it's almost impossible for me to explain why it's cool or how it's different from something else hard for me too yeah. i know what i like um all right so this is a um, transition from paul smith to john Romita jr uh, hereafter referred to as jrj okay i only know about that from the powell book <laughs> about what about the, the fact that art, artist new artist i mean they they say at the end of the thing as well do they yeah they do um the last page 30, 39, yeah, John Romita Jr., page 30 to 38. All right. Actually, took her to page 30. Probably page 30. Oh, yeah, okay. I did not look at that. Crazy. I'm looking through it again, and, yeah, like, when you go from, like, page 30 to 31, very similar. I mean, if, if, if you're paying attention and you, know, and you know that it's coming, you can tell. Yeah, Or if you're somebody who actually draws for a living and right, right. appreciates I mean, art, then, then for, you can then, tell. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul Smith, love him. Fantastic artist. Wish that uh, he was on the X Men for a long, long time. Uh, JRJ, pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty good actually. All right. uh, and look forward to. Uh... He, we're going to be seeing him for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I think that that's it. Anything? Anything final? Um, 
I have no final thoughts. I'm in a slightly better mood. Yay! (laughs) Yay! All that it took was just this ridiculous... uh, This this is, I think, easily one of our worst episodes. You think so? Oh, now I feel bad. It it, it was a pretty... (laughs) It was a pretty ramshackle affair. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it improved your mood. But um, yeah, starting starting from from not having a recap. It's always hard when there's not a recap. I agree. Exactly. A little little less focus than yep. usual. Next week we're going to continue to talk about Joss Whedon. Yep. Uh, Jezebel had a uh, Jezebel had a nice uh, nice piece about Which that. I have not read. Um, you don't necessarily need to, but um, yeah, Joss Whedon. Uh, we'll talk more about that next week if we remember to do if that. If we want to. We're, if we want, to, we yeah, can do whatever behold, we want. We're beholden to no one. That's right. We we um uh we are our own. People. We are our, our, our own oyster. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. Inessa.